Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. and co-workers who are still feeling the impact of Super Bowl week. I thought that would make me a little soft, honestly, if I said I was still feeling the impact of Super Bowl week. But it is a lot between the travel and the double shifts and the shows and the guests and the extra production and, and everything else. And I'll be anxious for the weekend. And it's the weekend that starts the true off season, right? If you are an NFL fan, you may feel a void. If you're a football fan in general, well, if you're a college fan, you've been feeling a void now for over a month. But if you're an NFL junkie, or really if you just got into watching it during the playoffs, it now goes into its winter hiatus, sort of. Sorta. There's always news. Somehow the NFL manages to stay relevant even when there's a whole lot of nothing going on and we're six months away from games. And unfortunately, the reason people are talking about the NFL over the last 36 hours is because of the shooting at the Chiefs victory parade. And we've got the latest coming up with the Kansas City Police Chief to follow up on a show that I didn't know we would do last night, spending 75% 
of After Hours on what happened in Kansas City and the fallout, the impacts. A lot of you just wanting to talk about it and weigh in. Thankfully, the real good news is that more than half of those people who were in the hospital this time last night have been released. And it's my understanding that all of the kids have been. I can go back and confirm that, but I believe I heard that from a report on scene at Union Station that all of the kiddos have now been released from the hospital. And we knew 24 hours ago they were expected to survive and their injuries are not life-threatening. Doesn't mean they aren't mentally and emotionally shaken and will have to process. Imagine there's still a lot of fear. But it is good to know they have the chance to move forward and process. I'm thinking of the woman's family who lost her life. Her name is Lisa. She was a DJ who just got caught in crossfire. Not sure what's worse. A targeted attack on revelers who are celebrating another Super Bowl win. Or a bunch of guys who get into a dispute and end up not only killing one, but injuring nearly two dozen others. Not caring at all that these were families and there were kiddos around. And actually, according to the police chief, the two men, or I should say young men, they've detained now. They did have three. One has been released. The other two are both underage. They're both juveniles, which just makes this whole, they're kids too. It just makes this whole thing even more heartbreaking. It's a couple of kids. Why in the world they have guns? I don't know if we'll ever get that answer. So we'll let you hear from Stacy Graves, the Kansas City Police Chief, as well as one member of the Chiefs offensive line who has a neat story, but also shares his emotions in the wake of what happened at the Super Bowl parade. We're just a few hours away from Friday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, and also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Coming up, Clay Thompson makes a statement, one that he desperately needed on the court, but also one off the court. As the Warriors and the rest of the NBA is ready to hit the all-star break. Doc Rivers and the Milwaukee Bucks are not super competent since he took over. And I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm a huge fan of Doc Rivers. I really am. But they're three and seven since he took over as the Bucks head coach for the fired Adrian Griffin. They are backpedaling. You're going the wrong way. They're going the wrong way. I don't actually believe in karma, but if I did, 
I would say this is karma for the Milwaukee Bucks ownership and front office who decided that it would be okay to fire Adrian Griffin despite him having led the team to 30 wins. Do you know what they've had since he was let go? Five. They were 30 and 13. Now they're 35 and 21. And they're below 500 on the road. So if the whole point of firing Griffin was to get them closer to their potential, help them to realize this dream of winning another championship to capitalize on this window. If the whole point was to get them on the right path toward the NBA finals, well, it was the wrong one, at least right now. There's still a long way to go. If I just gave you their record, they played 56 games. So they have 26, 26. They have 30, uh, 46 remaining. Oh, no. Da-da. Sorry. My brain. Spaghetti plate brain. Always go with your first answer. <laughs> they have 26 remaining. <laughs> the look on Ryan's face. I had it the first time. I don't know why I changed it. Ryan is in for producer Jay for not just tonight, but three shows next week, two shows next week. Five shows. Five shows next week? Yes. He's out all of next week? He is. Oh, <laughs> I can't keep tabs on him. (laughs) Yeah, so producer Jay, the last I knew, was just boarding a plane to Costa Rica with his family. I did not realize he was out all next week. Well, yay. Ryan and I will produce some good content. Uh, But that's news to me. So thank you for letting me know. (laughs) And also thank you for working on the show. Uh, It's nice to have some consistency as opposed to a bunch of different people filling in. And these are some of the shows that I really enjoy. I know people think I'm nuts, right? But uh, some of the shows in the dead of summer, some of the shows where there aren't as many compelling events. I don't mean storylines because sports never stop. There's always something going on in sports. For instance, uh, Rob Manfred drops a bombshell on Thursday. Tiger Woods tees off in a PGA Tour event for the first time since last year's Masters. Uh, You'll hear from him. Uh, We've got a lot on our plates, even from the NFL, where all of a sudden it's this trend, and and maybe it's mandated by the league. I don't know. I'd have to find out. But it's become a trend that coordinators now have their own introductory press conferences. Have you noticed that? It used to be that it was head coaches, coaches and general managers. Now, because... We are an all-access league, and because we're an all-access society, and because the NFL and its teams want to capitalize on the headlines, and of course because we as fans want to hear from these coordinators, especially when they're higher profile, now there are introductory press conferences for coordinators. And it just dawned on me, maybe they're where they were in the past and we just never talked about them. (laughs) Maybe nobody ever covered them. Maybe it wasn't a big enough deal. But this is what I mean about the NFL. We are just days away from the start of the combine, which will serve as another convention of sorts. And in the meantime, while all the head coaches have been introduced, now we're running through coordinators. 
So Mike Zimmer, Cliff Kingsbury resurfaces. I thought he was still in Thailand. Uh, Cliff, I'm just kidding. I knew he wasn't. But he did say he was going to Thailand. He wasn't interested in coaching any football uh, this time last year. And so we've got coordinators plus some news on one quarterback job in the NFL. As I say, it's never dull. There's no such thing as boring in sports, not if you know where to look and not if you understand the annual calendar. However, when there are fewer events, so this weekend is All-Star Weekend in the NBA, which you'll have to forgive me, I do not like All-Star games. The only one I watch is Major League Baseball. Like, that's it. It's the only one that even resembles an actual game. Uh, So I'm not big into it. I'll watch the three-point contest because it features uh, Steph and Sabrina Ionescu, and that should be fun. I think there'll be a lot of buzz around that. But for the most part, I'm not big into the All-Star festivities. But there's time to be creative, which I enjoy. There's time to kind of walk the scenic route, if you will. Check out the scenery. See the sights in sports as opposed to being locked in to NFL nonstop. And so we'll have a little more time to do that. A lot of you have posted on our Facebook page or found me on Twitter to talk about Caitlin Clark this season. This is another example of, I would say, a growing sport similar to soccer, probably. Though with women's basketball, you could ask the majority of sports fans. They'd probably be able to talk about UConn, maybe about Tennessee, maybe could name a couple of other major programs. South Carolina, lately because of Dawn Staley. And they might even be able to name a few of the best women's basketball players in history. But it's become more common now because similar to boys basketball and then men's college basketball, players are groomed so much earlier now. There's travel teams and there are ways that younger athletes can play year round. Now, I know there's a debate about whether or not that's good for kiddos, but the Programs that are available for young people are so much more sophisticated and organized now than they ever were when I played, for instance. And so you've got young people who are groomed and who are prepared and who are light years ahead of some of their forerunners or the front runners uh, in their particular sports. And in women's college basketball, as it continues to grow, and, and part of that is because UConn raised the bar, UConn and Tennessee raising the bar to the point where if you didn't increase your effort and you didn't come up with better recruits and you didn't pour money and resources into your program, you were never going to be able to compete. So South Carolina, Duke, as I talked about, there are some incredible programs around the country now that can compete with the best of the best and that have expanded the upper echelon in the sport. And as it's happened, you've seen the rise of more and more superstars. Caitlin Clark has been a household name for several years now because her game is so incredible to watch because there isn't any part of her game that is a weakness, at least not at this level in college, but also because she is one of those players that can light it up from really anywhere. 
half court, the logo. She can stop and pop. She can pour in a three on the move. She can sidestep. She can go sideways. I mean, there's so many different ways that she can score. And she's got eye-popping numbers from her time at Iowa. She loves being there. She loves the fans. And as we've gone deeper and deeper into this college basketball season, the NCAA all-time scoring record has become really just a foregone conclusion as long as she stayed healthy, which she did. Now, you may have seen or you may have been following her progression, and she had a tough night on the road earlier this week. But back home in Iowa City, as the Hawkeyes had a full house and a raucous crowd, she was just eight points away from claiming that women's basketball scoring record all to herself. Felia gets in the paint, pull up, short jumper, no, long rebound, dug up by Gabby Marshall. Scoops a pass to Clark. Logo three, got it! 22 is now number one. Caitlin Clark is the NCAA's all-time scoring leader in women's basketball history. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark. That's Rob Brooks on Learfield IMG. And so she needed just eight points to get by Washington's Kelsey Plum, who's one of my favorite women's basketball players right now. She's in the WNBA. Plum only held that record until, well, for a handful of years. She set it in 17, and now Clark has eclipsed it. And she wasn't done, by the way. She got the record, but she also set a new Iowa scoring record with 49 points. It was her fourth career game going over 45. And then throw in 13 assists, and you kind of get the idea. If you've never seen her play, she is involved in pretty much every aspect of Iowa's game. So the single-game scoring record, 49 points. She's now up to 3,569 in her career, and she still has time. Something else about her is that she's a senior and she wanted to be in school. She wanted to stay in Iowa. She wanted to be able to kind of finish what the Hawkeyes started last year. She's, I remember her in the NCAA tournament when they got eliminated. She was crushed because she felt like they had so much more they could have done and so much more to do. And that's been her goal. So as much as the focus is on her shooting from the logo and now owning the NCAA women's basketball scoring record, and that's true, she is fiercely competitive and she wants to win. And once they get to the NCAA tournament, I'm I'm glad that the record is behind her because the focus will be on winning a title. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. She already had that record by halftime and did an interview with NBC Sports on breaking the record. 
You know, it's cool. It's cool to be in the same realm of a lot of really, really good players. I'm lucky to do it because I have really good teammates, really good coaches, and a great support system that surrounds me, but we need to play better defense. <laughs> so at halftime, as much as she gets just completely caught up with the motion of the crowd, if you haven't seen it, it's it's mayhem of a different sort inside their arena. It is really neat. I know there were conspiracy theories indicating that she played poorly in the second half of their last game on purpose, missing threes on purpose so that she could set the record at home. That's dumb. Uh, true competitors don't lose on purpose. It goes against everything that she is about, but also goes against everything that the game is about. And bigger picture, Iowa wants to win a title and challenge for a title. And so it's dumb to think that. But they were back home, and the arena was just jammed. And it was loud, and you could hear it and see it, really, if you were paying attention to the game. It's it's awesome, that wave of emotion, the electricity on this historic night. And she's got a great pro career ahead of her, again, as long as she stays healthy. Uh, but it's really neat to know that this girl who grew up playing basketball, who goes to Iowa, not one of the higher profile schools, at least at this point in college hoops, uh, has got this incredible dream that she's realized. Never stop dreaming because you can achieve way more than you ever thought. And, you know, I got to live that every single day. So, um, and I still keep dreaming and I'm 22 years old. So never stop. <laughs> she's a great inspiration. She's a lot of fun. She took time after the game was over and she'd had the 49 points to sign autographs and to sign memorabilia for kiddos. I saw her out there. She got actually carried on the shoulders of her teammates with the game ball. And um, again, this is really high profile for Iowa, but also such a neat story for her because of how focused she is and how gracious she is. Uh, the relationship she has with her head coach, Lisa Bluter, that came into focus and into the spotlight a little more last year. Again, because she has never wanted to leave. Uh, she grew up in the state. She played high school basketball in the state, and she loves being there, and they love her. So we'll hear more from Caitlin Clark coming up. Uh, she's got a great sense of humor, and uh, she also had a plan, if you will, for how she wanted to break this scoring record. Only needing eight points. Instead, she pours in 49. So, Caitlin Clark is the queen now. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Happy almost Friday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Well, I thought about doing it a couple possessions earlier, but I was a little tired, so I needed to catch my breath a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think I kind of stepped back to my left a little bit and was able to get it off and uh, went in and then celebrated. And I honestly thought Coach Butter was going to call the timeout before I had to go play defense. But she didn't, so I had to go play defense. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Coach Bluter did not call the timeout instantly so that Caitlin Clark could revel in the moment and take a chance to listen to the crowd who was showering her with praise and serenading her. There were chants of Caitlin Clark inside the arena. Nah, go back and play defense. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then also on our Facebook page named after the show. When you have an opportunity, I hope that you will check out our YouTube channel. I know a lot of you have already seen it, uh, but you've got a brand new montage video from behind the scenes in Las Vegas. So after hours going to Las Vegas, I've told you it was my first time there. Tried to take in as much as possible. It was a lot of work. There was a lot of work. But between Jay's videos and my photos and our interviews, a lot of which you heard here on the show, uh, or maybe you went and caught the podcast, but we had such a great reaction from our trip to Vegas that we wanted to give you a little extra. And so he put together a montage, including a video I had not seen. He was filming from the window of his plane as he was taking off from Vegas on Friday afternoon. So I stayed and and, uh, Bob and I took a red eye home on Saturday night after doing some hiking and some exploring Uh, Lake Mead National Park, but Jay left in broad daylight. And so he was taking a great video. You can see the sphere so clearly. It's really cool. I hadn't even seen it until I watched the video. And he put together some music with some of your suggestions, I believe, for our Vegas vibes. And so it was fun to go back and relive it, but also to give you an opportunity uh, to see what it looked like there on Radio Row and also to see Vegas through our eyes. We did do a fair amount of running around Uh, And that includes on Friday going to the Mob Museum if you want to see some of the sights from inside the Mob Museum as well as uh, the the photos that I took on Friday from the Bellagio with the fountains and trying to think what else we did. Oh, also went on a gondola ride at the Venetian and did, uh, was, oh, Cirque du Soleil at Treasure Island. We saw Mystere. And so there's a bunch of different photos in there that came from my phone, but also Jay's videos. And uh, it's easy to find us on YouTube. Lots of new subscribers, which makes Jay really happy since that's what he wants for his birthday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. Caitlin Clark doesn't just set the new NCAA women's basketball scoring record. She blows it away. She sets a new Iowa single game scoring record with 49 points. And she says she knew it was going to be a good night, right? She knew going in. Maybe she just had the feel. Honestly, like warming up, like my shot just felt good. So I knew it was going to be kind of one of those nights and kind of played with a little bit more pep in my step. And um, I knew that's what this team needed after coming off of a lo- coming off of a loss. And um, just just lucky, like my teammates, I'm just so thankful. They let me be me and I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for them. So, um, yeah, I'm just just really thankful. Bigger picture, Iowa has lost three games all season and is likely to end up as one of the top seeds for the upcoming NCAA tournament. Well, we asked you earlier this week, what's your next big thing in sports? And so many of you pointed to March Madness, which is awesome, uh, both men's and women's side. And so they lost earlier this week, just their third time all season. They're 12 and two in conference and are ranked number four in the country right now. And this is how you respond after a loss. Uh, though, again, as she pointed out, her halftime interview didn't love the defense that were that they were playing. Um, she set the record in the first quarter 
Michigan only managed 22 points in the first quarter and 19 in the second. So, you know, they've got some pretty high standards there. Uh, Kelsey Plum held the record since 2017, and they interviewed her or had her on set there at NBC San Diego to talk about Caitlin passing her record. Oh, man, I'm super happy for her. She can have it. Um, (laughs) And uh, I think it's really cool to see her do it in the fashion that she's doing it, bringing attention to the game. Um, And, you know, I always just try to make sure when people bring it up to me, I always try to make sure that um, I I don't fail to mention, like, hey, she's a human being too, right? So the record's great, but at the end of the day, she's a human being and a person. And uh, we just got to make sure that we show her a ton of love outside of her performance, right? So I think that sometimes we get caught up in the media, no offense, in the media, um, (laughs) you know, trying to break these certain records. But at the end of the day, um, it will come naturally. She's a baller. Um, She'll be great. I think it's good that they have this record in the rearview mirror, right, before they get to conference tournament or then NCAA tournament. Though there is another record that she could own, and that's the all-time women's basketball record, which goes back to the days of the NAIA. Um, It's a different era, quote-unquote. It's before the NCAA was formed and before they started keeping track. Uh, And so she could do that one, too. But this was the big one. This is the one that people remark. And uh, a logo three is perfect. Uh, And the way that she shoots, it's a little bit like a Steph Curry, right? It's like a Sabrina Ionescu. It's a ready, aim, fire. And she can do it off balance. She can do it from any spot on the court. Uh, She's got a great smile to go along with. And, yeah, she really does appreciate the fans and how they have lifted her up, and not just her, how they've supported Iowa basketball. I started crying watching that video just because, like, I'm I'm just filled with so much gratitude and love, and um, the way the fa- these fans support women's basketball is so much special. It's so special, and um, yeah, I mean, you all knew I was going to shoot a logo three for the record. Come on now. <laughs> of course, because she can. Uh, also had nine triples tonight. She was nine of eighteen from beyond the arc, and that ties her career high. Uh, her coach ha- has been able to guide her through this process. I love the relationship they have. And every time Caitlin talks about being at Iowa, she talks about Coach Bluter. And it was that relationship that drew her to Iowa in the first place. And it's that relationship uh, that really is the centerpiece of the way this team has thrived and is built around Caitlin. So it's not just Caitlin. Um, You don't become a, a... championship contender with just one person not when you get to the uh to the upper echelon of college basketball and so the relationship between the two of them it's really a hallmark uh similar to what you might see in some of the other championship teams that we've talked about lately I mean so much is made of the I know it's pros but so much is made of the relationship between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes um, and and that relationship and how complimentary they are of one another and how well they work together. Well, at the heart of this success and Caitlin's story is, of course, her family, but also the relationship she has with her coach, Lisa Bluter. And I can imagine Lisa's running out of things to say about Caitlin. Excited about this night, um, just to be a part of it. Um, she's such a special player and... You know something, the University of Iowa is the right place for this to happen. Uh, it, it absolutely is. You know, this is a place that has supported basketball, women's basketball, for such a long time. And, and anything can happen here. Adding to the conspiracy theory that Caitlin 
specifically and guess practically chose not to score any points in the second half of their last game so that she could break the record in Iowa City, which is goofy. I get that that that's a, a nice idea, and certainly it's great to be able to do it at home, but there is no way that this young woman, after everything we've seen of her for the last four years, uh, but really in the spotlight the last two years, that she would ever choose to miss shots, systematically just throw up bricks. Hi, Marco. Hey. Uh, I don't think any athlete would ever. No. Uh, there is people that, you know, I wanted to do this at home. Yeah, I believe that afterwards or in a perfect world. But uh, in the heat of the moment, no. 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 Definitely not. No, because they don't want to lose. They don't want to miss. They don't right. want to. They don't like that feeling. So they're, they don't, they're not going to do it on purpose. Uh, so looking up now. So on one TV, we've got highlights. And another TV, we've got NFL Network up. And it reminded me. So NFL Network doesn't have the mic'd up shows anymore. They'll get clips of them, but they air on CW, which is interesting. They they had a deal with NFL Films or something. So the Well, that's where inside the NFL is. Oh, that's right. Okay. So that's it's part of that. And so I saw a few of the clips. So obviously the NFL has access to this stuff and they'll use a few of the clips. We've already heard a few of them, like mm-hmm. the coin flip and what mm-hmm. happened with uh, Patrick and Fred Warner out at midfield and, and all that jazz. Anyway, so we've seen a few of them. But as I was watching NFL Total Access on Thursday evening, I realized, oh, my gosh, I've got to figure out where the CW is on my cable package. <laughs> I do not watch CW on a regular basis so that I could set my DVR, which I did. They're re-airing the whole Super Bowl mic'd up edition because uh, I missed it. It came out Tuesday, I think, and I missed it because I... The inside the NFL or like they actually have the whole... No, it's the whole game mic'd up. Oh. Yeah. So I C- didn't know that. CW has the, that right now. And okay. so it's... Yeah, if you check on your DVR or your TV guide, they'll replay it. So I believe it's uh, sometime tomorrow or the next day where my DVR is set to record it so I can watch the whole thing. That's interesting. Yeah, because I'm really interested in, in hearing. I love that, to, to be able to mm-hmm. see and hear the game through the eyes of these guys. Uh, it's always so fascinating and, and I think gives us a completely different perspective. We're watching it on TV or even if you go to the game, you only see what you see. I've always enjoyed hearing athletes communicate with each other. I think that's fascinating to know what they're thinking and how they're processing in the moment. Yeah, I didn't realize that the entire game, maybe I'm just late yeah. to this. I knew inside the NFL, they'll play bits of it, NFL films. You could find a lot of the mic'd up stuff. The whole I didn't thing. realize that they did it in succession to give the entire oh, game. Yeah. That's interesting. The whole thing. Um, they start at the beginning of the Super Bowl and they work all the way through. And it's a montage. And and my husband right. even well, you're said, not going to get everything. Right, right, right. It's not the whole, like, no. four hours. This is not unedited, though. That my, poor editor. No, <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. My husband even said to me, are they going to have the Travis Kelsey-Andy Reid confrontation, which is a big story, I think. Now, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. I suppose I, I could Google it. You don't think so? No, because I haven't seen it, and I actually went specifically looking mm, for okay. it. I so think you they're did hiding, try to find it. I think it. they're hiding that. Again, it's not That's that big a wrong. deal. It's not that big a deal. You know what was said. You could kind of tell. You you know what was going on. He Probably wasn't to bleep it out anyway. Well, that's the thing, and I and I think they just wanted to leave it alone. I mean, this is you got to remember, this is NFL and NFL films. They don't want to highlight something that doesn't need to be highlighted, that's if you will. Yeah, well, it just doesn't it it doesn't need to be done in their mind. Now, would we have? Like to hear it? Yeah. But again, all it is is going to be bleeped out. Travis Kelsey yelling about wanting to be on the field. Right. Put me out there to make a play. Which it's as simple know. as that. That's yes. all it was. It's not like he was cursing out Andy Reid. 
Also, you know, it was overblown. And I saw this in, I don't know if I saw it in a headline or I saw it on social, that Patrick Mahomes had this stunned reaction to Fred Warner saying the Niners mm-hmm. were going to receive. And even that the, it was a Bill Vinovich who was, I believe so, who was the, uh, the head referee, um, that he was really surprised when Fred said that all he did was clarify. There was no like, are you kidding me? Wait, you're going to receive. Yeah, it it the, wasn't uh, like that. I don't at think all. the official cares. No. Well, so, also, I don't think he's allowed to do that. So. Well, I mean, I think he's smart enough not to, but I don't think he honestly cares. Mahomes, it was a little overblown, but you could see his eyes open wide. Yeah, his eyes did open wide. And I mean, he, he realized quickly he... not to show too much emotion right. until he got halfway to the sideline. And he kept yelling, they want the ball. They want right. the ball. So they all knew. I mean, you could hear, I mean, we've we've heard enough of it now with Travis Kelsey and everybody else who's at the Chiefs. They were stunned that the Niners wanted the ball, and they were thrilled that the Niners wanted yeah, the ball. Yeah, absolutely. But the headline that I saw was that the referee actually was so surprised that he asked him to clarify, which that, that was, was actually, not it. If you looked at the reason where that came out was Travis Kelsey on his New Heights podcast. Mm-hmm. He said that. He wasn't even right. out there. Right. No, he wasn't. So he wouldn't know. This is, again, this is where we take things and run with it. Uh, Travis Kelsey <laughs> just kind of the idea that he everyone was so surprised, even the official had a double check. He wasn't even out there. He didn't know. He had right. no idea. It was just the two of them. Right. They had yeah. no idea. So that that's where that came from. I don't think that was, you know, in the media, if you will. That's just Travis Kelsey <laughs> on his own podcast just yes. trying to make a story that's a true. little bit bigger than it is. The issue was Kyle Juszczyk, though. He didn't even no, know as a rule. Right. And he wasn't the only one. Uh, Eric Armstead said he didn't know the rules either. Which is where this comes down to. You can have a debate. Now, I think it's a silly debate on whether or not you want the football or not. I think it's honestly, I think it's asinine to think that we want the ball third. The fact that you're thinking about third is really ridiculous in my mind. But it's a debate. And it's a debate. Yeah. I mean, I could debate that part because I don't think that that's how they lost the game. But anyway. Uh, well, Wait, we're, so we're running late. So but we, I will say, it's not necessarily the idea that every player should know the rules, which they should. It is an indictment on the coaching staff to not let your players know every situation before they go out there. So they have to know that before they hit the field. Well, they maybe the coaches to. did and the players weren't paying attention. I find that difficult to believe. Kyle Shanahan said he told the position coaches. He told to, the position coaches. Right. To me, that's deflecting blame of, I, I didn't tell everybody, but I told my coaches to tell them. So if the coaches didn't tell them, it's their fault. That's Kyle Shanahan trying to deflect. It's it's not on me. It was on them because I told them. Now, buddy, buck stops buddy. with you. Buddy. It's on you in front of the entire group to let them know and to have a game plan. Chiefs had a game plan. They all knew it to a man, one through 53. Your team should have, too. Mm-hmm. All right, good debate, good talk. Uh, on Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, let's see, what do I do coming up? I don't have a lot of time. Why don't we let you hear from the police chief in Kansas City, the latest on not just the victims, but the shooting and why it broke out after the victory parade. Call from mom, answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We had so many of you call in or find us on social media in the wake of the shooting at the Chiefs parade. And there were a lot of details that we did not have. And so it's tempting, I know, to try to fill them in and to, I guess, to cover the gaps in knowledge and information. And that's where you have to be careful because you don't always know what's out there. Um, But as we go 24 hours down the road, there's some real good news. And then there's some news that just makes my stomach turn. But the authorities in Kansas City are now saying that this had nothing to do with attacking the crowd, uh, nothing to do with targeting these revelers or taking advantage of a huge crowd of people together. Nah, it was nothing like that, according to the chief of police, Stacey Graves. First and foremost... I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. We have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. And it should be noted we have recovered several firearms. What I did read and hear from Stacey Graves is that one of the people that they detained or had detained this time last week, or last night, excuse me, has already been released. And so this this particular incident is so much about young people. You had 23 victims, one woman who passed away. She was a local DJ. Apparently she was beloved. She worked weddings and other events, and she was also a mama. And then there were 22 people that were injured, some that were victims of gunshots and others that happened to be caught in the fray and the the chaos of people trying to get to safety. Half of those who were injured, so 11 of the 22 people who were injured were under the age of 16. Thankfully, what we now know is that the children 
had been released from the hospital. None of them had life-threatening injuries, though they certainly have a lot of recovery mentally and emotionally. But they did not end up losing any of the kiddos. There was one victim I read, this is one of the older victims, that generally uh, the injuries that this person sustained would be fatal. And because there were law enforcement on the scene, swarming the scene immediately because there were nearly 900 police officers that were there. Because of that, this one particular victim survived, uh, despite the fact that at least at first blush, these injuries generally are not ones that people can recover from. And so the one victim, it's really sad. There's a lot of people mourning her Uh, both colleagues as well as her family and her friends. We'll get a little more uh, coming up later, but one of the offensive linemen for the Chiefs, Trey Smith, he was obviously right there in the center of everything. And we'd heard about Andy Reid comforting a teenager who'd lost his friend and was bloodied because he ran into a, a fence and a barrier in the, you know, his attempts to get away. Well, there was another little boy who was just beside himself uh, trying to hide in the same place that Trey Smith was. And Trey had the chance to speak to him and also give him a gift that really helped. So, yeah, nearly a million people in this area. And it's two people or a group of people that get into a dispute and just open fire. And that's what happened. Sucks. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 